Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am Matt Williamson NFL. I am Matt WilliamsonFootball.com. You can find me all over the place, including Steeler Nation Radio, where I was up at camp yesterday, spent the day, came back. Today is <laughs> a little hectic around here. We're getting all new carpet on the entire second floor of our house. We've lived here a little over 10 years, and the kids' rooms just had 10 years of infestation of all kinds of stuff accumulating. And now the, uh, the guys are here putting in the carpet. So if you hear some hammers and tools and stuff in the background, uh, I couldn't do anything more but go down to my bar in, the, in my basement and be two floors away. But they're pretty loud up there, and things are a little hectic around here. That being said, uh, either tonight or tomorrow, I am basically moving to the dorms in St. Vincent's for the next five days. So... Won't be any distractions up there. It'll be all football. Um, hopefully, I haven't done any podcasts from the dorms yet, but I think that should work out all right. I mean, I have my own room, and it's relatively quiet, so you know, they have internet, so why can't I sit here and chat with you guys in my dorm room? Um, today, I want to do power ranks, and maybe a third of the team, I have a little news or note nugget, not all of them, and before we start, I just want to tell you guys, you know, that all of us are super excited. If you're listening to this, you love football. You know I love football. I do it for a living by choice, you know, for many, many years now. But really, hold yourself back a little bit with the headlines. This guy looks great. This guy's in the best shape of his life. And I know I use a lot of Steeler analogies, but Jerome Bettis every year, he's in the best shape of his life. Well, he was never in that good a shape. <laughs> you know, I mean, and I think things that you can take away are are injured players participating, or rookies running with the ones. But a lot of training camp, especially this stage, is similar to the mini camp situation where people are getting their feet wet. There's not games. There is more physicality for sure. But there's still, you know, a ton of people on the roster and all those guys are getting reps. So don't get too excited. Don't get too high or too low for this next, you know, set of weeks. Once we start seeing games, I think there's more to analyze, especially from where we all sit and not being behind the, uh, you know, behind the scenes. So without any further ado, we have yet another sponsor, by the way, Vivid Seats. And I will tell them about them, tell you about them very soon. Um, just goes to show you, I mean, again, pulling back the curtain that we, I love chatting with you guys and I probably would do a podcast for free and I have in the past to be honest with you, but because the locked on network is growing so well, all these new sponsors keep signing up, you know, they want live reads. They want, you know, uh, inserted in our, in our content because we're killing it. And this is the flagship show of the NFL of the NFL side. NBA came before us, so please spread the word and uh, keep it rolling. And there may be some changes here on the podcast coming up, but we'll see. I have some ideas. Um, I'm going to count down 32 to 1. I'm going to do this pretty quick. Um, not a lot has changed, but it's funny. Every time I do this, and the last time I did it was May 14th. So it's been a while, but really a lot hasn't changed since May 14th. But I still make pretty serious changes. I mean, I start to warm up the teams. I start to get questioned about teams, even though big injuries haven't happened. But I am keep doing research. I keep watching tape. You know, and my opinions change. And frankly, 
a lot of these teams are really bunched up together, too. And I told you that the last time we did Power Ranks. This will probably be the last one until, you know, about a month from now, right before the regular season. I'll do one more after we see preseason. I'm sure these will change a lot. But if your team moved from 18 to 24, don't kill me for it. Don't overreact. I mean, a lot of these teams are really bunched up. And as I always, always, always tell you, I can really make optimistic cases for almost every one of these teams as it stands now. Because a lot of things that will happen from this point on are bad. Um, I got Buffalo at 32. I feel very confident that they'll be the worst offense in the league, with or without LaShawn McCoy. And that's still looming. Quarterback situations, very vague. Don't like the O-line. Maybe like the weapons worse. So, you know, offense is... Is slightly more important than defense. I know that sounds weird to you, but it is. And I think they're going to have the worst offense in the league. I think they'll be okay on the other side of the ball, and I think they're well coached, and they could come around, but I think it's going to be a long year. Uh, they were 30th before. The, Col- the Colts were 32. I bumped them up to 31. Wanted to move them higher, but these teams ahead of them, I think, are just better than them right now. And I'm pretty confident the Colts are going to have the worst defense in the league. But the luck news is very, very promising. And I know some people think, boy, luck's back. They can win the division. I don't see it that way. I mean, I look at their line, and I like that. I just wrote an article for WilliamsonFootball.com that was fantasy-related, really praising T.Y. Hilton. That's a guy I want on my team. Um, But still, are they going to win games 35-30 week after week? I don't know. And I still think luck could have a big year, and I'm a huge believer. I got the Browns at 30. They moved from 29 to 30. Not a whole heck of a lot to report. We've talked Josh Gordon. We've talked Des Bryant, which I don't think should happen. Uh, who's going to be the quarterback? I mean, the Browns could be a formidable team this year, as could the Jets at 29. They go from 31 to 29. I like a lot of things going on in New York. I just couldn't put them higher because the teams ahead of them, I think, are promising too. Sam Darnold signs. And I wouldn't get into that in a different podcast, but rookies signing you know, three-year deals, four-year deals, guaranteed money, a lot of guaranteed money. Is that the wave of the future? I, I want to do more homework on that. That's something that's very interesting to me. And an injury we didn't talk about was Elijah McGuire, kind of a do-it-all running back for them. I think they like him a lot. Um, I think he's probably going to be out a month to six weeks, give or take. But it wouldn't shock me if he came back and was... I'm not a force, but a contributor this year. I mean, I think that could be something, you know, that backfield isn't overly stimulating or great. I mean, I like Crowell, but I'm not blown away with them, that's for sure. Um, I mentioned to you we are brought to you by Vivid Seats. And again, I'm new to this product. I'm excited about it. Um, NFL is right around the corner. Get your seats at Vivid Seats. So, Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experience that lasts a lifetime. Vivid Seats offers great prices for NFL games and all live events. With the NFL returning, it's right around the corner, preseason's coming right up. Locked On listeners can receive 10% off your first purchase with Vivid Seats. Go to vividseats.com and download the podcast and enter our promo code Locked On, all one word. It's in caps here, so I would keep it in caps. Locked On, all one word. New customers only. This is this offer goes all the way through the end of August, so you can get season tickets, you can get all kinds of good stuff. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by 100% guaranteed. So, the Hall of Fame game between the Bears takes place 
you know, next Thursday. And if you guys haven't been to the Hall of Fame, I urge you to get up there for it. For me, it's an easy drive. And when I was the director of football ops at Akron, I used to go there every weekend. You know, during recruiting, we would take kids there. So check it out. But, you know, get on Vivid Seats right now and make that happen. So Vivid Seats is offering locked on NFL listeners 10% off your first ticket order when you use our exclusive promo code locked on. All one word again, locked on. New customers only, and that offer is good through the end of August. Preseason and regular season tickets are available now, not to mention other sports, but we don't talk about them. Uh, kick off their home schedule is coming up real soon, you know, to your favorite team. So go make that happen. Download the app, enter the promo code locked on for 10% off your first order. The offseason is over, the NFL is back, and Vivid Seats wants to help you get to the game. All right, thanks to our friends over at Vivid Seats. The bottom four went Buffalo, Colts, Browns, Jets. Now at 28, I have the Cardinals, making them last on my list in the NFC. The very, very good, uh, very, very great conference. I think Arizona could still be pretty decent. But, you know, again, these teams ahead of them are slightly better, including Seattle, who I have at 27. And I flopped those two. I mean, the, uh, a couple months ago, I had... Seattle 28, Arizona 27, now I have flip-flopped. I think they're pretty equal. Wouldn't shock me if either one ended up being a 5-6 type win team. I know that shocks people with Seattle, but there are massive changes going on. I told you that I was targeting T.Y. Hilton in fantasy. Doug Baldwin's another one. And both of them kind of for the same reason. It's all about volume. There's just not enough other able bodies there. And I expect these teams to be losing and throwing a lot, even though Seattle says they plan on dedicating themselves to the run, and I don't know that that's going to work. I got Miami at 26. Nothing really to report on them. I think they're kind of an intriguing team, but there's no new news. I think they could surprise some people. I think they're well coached. Denver at 24, or 25. I had them at 16, so that was like they're my biggest dropper. And I'm just starting to think, yeah, the defense is really good. I like these young receivers they brought in. Keenum's an upgrade, but do I trust Keenum? Do I trust the O-line? Do I trust the running game? I don't know. I think there may be more room for error with this Denver team than I originally thought. I'm kind of souring on them a little. I have Oakland, their division rival, right ahead of them at 24. Uh, Gary and Conley's out a couple weeks, and it's probably not a big deal. But a highly, highly talented corner at a position they need someone to step up. When I did my breakout series, he was my choice for the Raiders. Loved them coming out of Ohio State. Remember, there were a bunch of allegations about him. And that's why he fell in the draft to the later first round as opposed to maybe being a top 10 pick like his teammate Lattimore. They need to get him on the field and make him a foundational defensive player with somebody like Khalil Mack. With, with Khalil Mack, who's obviously sitting out. Speaking of sitting out, I got the Bears at 23. No Roquan Smith yet. Um, odd to me that these rookies are sitting out. From what I was told, this is kind of strange, but the some of the language that they're discussing with his contract concerns the new helmet rules, that if he you know, gets suspended for using his helmet, who pays those fines and lack of uh, income? Odd, but I guess that makes sense. The NFL's changing in that regard. Another rookie note there, and a guy I'm really, really high on, I don't know that I've talked to you about, is a do-it-all Anthony Miller, wide receiver that they traded up for. And he kind of reminds me like of this year's Kamara. You know, a smart offensive staff that didn't need another receiver, didn't need another running back in New Orleans, but traded up to get him aggressively using future picks. And 
I could see him having a really nice career and a really nice rookie year. I got the Giants at 22. They were 23 before. Not much to report there. Baltimore, I have at 21. They could be higher. I mean, the offense almost has to be better. Here's another one of those reports that I warned you about when we started the podcast. Joe Flacco is having the best camp of his life. Okay. I mean, I could have predicted this coming. I'm sure something. I'm not saying he isn't. But with Lamar Jackson looming, you knew you were going to hear these reports. So just pump the brakes a little. The one thing I do like to hear, though, out of Baltimore, John Brown is healthy, and supposedly he's, quote, lighting it up. Okay. Um, I'm just glad he's healthy, and he must be looking fast and spry, and that's exactly what they want of him. Loved him pre-injury. Speaking of injury, we got Houston at 20, and I dropped them a little bit too. I just hate their O-line. I just think it's hard to run the ball, hard to let Watson be Watson. I know, you know, Wilson's done it and Watson did it without a line, but that's a really rough formula, and I think their line's the worst in the league. But the reports are very strong on Watson, Watt, Merciless, all looking healthy and spry, so that's wonderful. These next couple teams I do not really have any notes on, not a lot going on there, but I got San Francisco at 19, Kansas City at 18, Detroit at 17, and they really, all three of those guys really didn't move all that much from two months ago when I did this exercise last. I think they're middle-of-the-road teams, and if things break right, they could end up in the playoffs. If things break wrong, they could end up in six-win teams. Some volatility there with all three of those guys, and you know, some new coaches, some new uh, quarterbacks, you know, some a lot of change. Cincinnati goes from 15 to 16. Two things I want to mention with them are Eifert has been cleared, and who knows for how long, and, uh, you know, I don't know, but when he's on the field, he is very, very dangerous and a big piece of that offense. And when he's injured, he's been severely missed. And John Ross, I guess, is getting great reports too, so... Maybe they actually use their early first-round pick this upcoming season. If you can have those two healthy and doing what they could do, think of the difference that makes in this passing game. Uh, speaking of which, which kind of ties in with Eifert, is I got Washington at 15. I bumped them from 21. And we're hearing good things about Jordan Reed. Again, let's not get too excited. But you talk about a difference maker. I mean, this is a Gronk-like producer when he's on the field. And, of course, that's a huge asterisk because he's never on the field. But if they get 10 games out of him, at him at his top level, that'll go a huge way to acclimating Smith and really moving the chains. I really like this offense more and more. Um, next couple teams, not a lot to report. I got Tampa at 14. They were at 14 before. I got Dallas at 13. They were at 17 before. And I don't know why I bumped Dallas. No great reason. I, I think the defense is clearly improved from a year ago and they got some young dudes like the Wouzier and you know not big names that I think could be valuable contributors this year uh, and continue to grow their passing game still worries me for sure but if their line especially Tyron Smith is healthy Dallas will at least continually move the ball even though everyone in the world knows the run is coming all right all right at number 12 I have the Carolina Panthers They've been hit with injury. We talked about that Daryl Williams injury. I think that's one of the biggest ones yet of the season. And a guy I got to know a little bit when he was here with the Steelers, Ross Cockrell, was injured yesterday. And it looks like his season's over. Um, he was a zone corner here with the Steelers. A year ago, the Steelers were trying to get more press man heavy. Remember to try to deal with New England. That was a big topic of conversation. They didn't end up playing as much man in the season. 
but that this time last year they were transforming that way, drafting Artie Burns, Sean Davis. And so they traded Cockrell for a six-round pick to the Giants, where he played well. And then he landed in Carolina, which I think is perfect for him because I think he ideally is a true zone corner. And their secondary, I mean, the two spots they couldn't afford to get hurt are secondary and O-line, and they lose two guys already. And it's not, we're not even out of July yet. I'm worried about the Panthers on a lot of the, a lot of different levels. Tennessee at 11, they were at 11. Chargers at 10, they were at 10. Jacksonville at 9, they were at 9. Really nothing to report after a week of camp with these teams. I'm optimistic about all three. I'm less optimistic about Jacksonville than most are, though. And maybe we'll do a whole podcast about that coming up. But in the end, it's just passing games are important. The most important thing in the NFL right now. And I don't trust theirs at all. I got the Rams at eight. They were at three. I think I inflated them a little bit. Top-heavy teams worry me a little, especially, and this is nothing to do going forward, but they were the healthiest team in the league last year. That's not going to keep up. I mean, history shows that, that that's something that always, almost, almost always regresses to the mean. And they just keep signing guys left and right, and good for them. That's awesome. But they're very top-heavy and very reliant on stars, which... It's fine. I mean, they're going to be a fun team. I'm not saying they're not a contender or I'm souring on them or anything. Atlanta goes from 8th and 7. Not much to report there. The Vikings stay at 6. And today, they locked up Diggs for the long term. So, they signed... Not only did they sign Cousins to, like, close to $90 million guaranteed over three years this offseason. And I realize they let three quarterbacks go this offseason. But they also brought in Richardson, who's pricey, and they locked up Kendricks, and they locked up Hunter. I mean, like, are they going to lose anybody? It, it seems like the cap doesn't affect the Rams and the Vikings. I'm still a very big Diggs believer. Um, I think he's a great player. I think he's an ascending player. I think he's a highly talented player. I've seen some Antonio Brown comparisons. I think that's a little off base and stylistically as well as ceiling. But I think he's going to be a top 10 receiver for the foreseeable future in that type of range. Speaking of Antonio Brown, I have the Steelers at 5. Talked about them plenty. They moved from 7 to 5. No big deal. Green Bay stays at 4. Two notes there. Jake Ryan was carted off yesterday with a knee injury. Kind of a two-down linebacker. And I think you're going to see a lot of defensive backs. I think the linebacker position will be stressed less even, even more so than Green Bay. So that would be a loss because he does play snaps and he's a good player, but he's not a difference maker and he's not great against the pass. And obviously that's key. It'll keep you posted if we get more news on that. But he was carted off practice yesterday. Uh, also, the other news out of there, and again, this is taken with a grain of salt, but Mo Wilkerson apparently has been very, very impressive from numerous sources. Boy, that would be a difference maker for them too. You know, you put him next to Mike Daniels, and you really got some interior pressure. He's kind of in a make-or-break portion of his career, so keep an eye on that. Uh, Saints stay at two. New England goes from five to three. Not much to say there. And I have the champs at one as they've been every step of the way. I've done three of these since the season ended, one in March, one in May, one in July. And he is, they've been my number one team all along. Two notes from them. All reports are positive on Carson Wentz. Obviously, that's most important. He's on schedule. He's progressing nicely. We'll see. I don't know if we'll see him in the preseason or not. But a real noteworthy one to me is Sidney Jones. 
Sidney Jones, if you don't remember, may have been the best corner in the entire draft last year, including Lattimore, who I love, and Conley, who I mentioned earlier. But we knew he was going to basically miss his entire rookie year because he got injured right before the draft process. Well, he's coming back strong at a position they could really use a boost, and there aren't many positions they need a boost. So if Sidney Jones is close to Tredavious White, Lattimore, those guys that were lit up as rookies at the corner position, the rich really got richer with that pick. And, you know, you wait a year, but, man, it could pay off huge. All right, as I said, I'm heading up to Steeler Training Camp. Uh, next show, next several shows will be from there. So over and out. See you.